Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Fitness Canner Podcast. I'm joined today by Jordan Connor. She is an NC State, North Carolina State, for those of you who don't know, with your head in the dirt. She's an NC State strength and conditioning uh, staff member. Um, it's kind of a cool story she's going to have to tell because it's kind of a, um, a coming up in the ranks story in terms of her, her coaching career. But really how, how we got linked up was through Rachel uh, Balkovec. She listened to uh, Jordan listened to her podcast and you know really made a connection and, and told me how much she admired her, which it's not hard to do. I mean, Rachel's a very impactful person. And I think that anybody who thinks that much of Rachel, it's probably also on the same level. So I think we're going to learn a lot from Jordan today, and uh, I'm going to welcome, welcome her to the show. So Jordan, I know it's a good Friday, and uh, so you have the day off, but uh, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be here. You're you're very happy to be here because it's a great Friday. <laughs> because it is a great Friday. It's a great like Friday. every Friday, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about yourself, fill in some gaps because you have a really interesting story and um I didn't even come close to touching it. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> yep, so I guess kinda how I, I got started in in the strength and conditioning career field um pretty typical as far as you know in high school I I loved athletics I wanted to play every sport that I possibly could um I come from a really small hometown of Hawkinsville Georgia super uh, super tiny so I played played softball basketball golf and I also did like competition cheerleading so kind of a whole array of sports yeah. um, and so my let's see I had a lot of a lot of knee problems in high school and I had like four knee surgeries and whatnot and so that kind of yeah that really was a like turning point I guess in all of my like athletic career kind of and I knew that I wanted to play softball in college but I didn't really know how or where or anything and so I went on to play uh, four years at LaGrange College. It's a Division three private school over in, like, West Georgia. So I played softball there, and my uh, degree was in exercise science. And so, you know, I started that degree, and in my mind, I was like, oh, okay, exercise science, like physical therapy, because that's what everybody thinks, you yep. know, you do with that degree. Right. So I started with that. And I was like, you know, I don't, I don't think this is for me. I don't think I can come to work in khakis and a collared shirt and work on people's feet and ankles. No all way. Day, you know? so, <laughs> right. Um, I, uh, fortunately we had, uh, some new staff turnover in that department and the professors kind of 
taught me a little bit more about strength and conditioning and took some classes and learned the lifts and uh, Olympic lifts and stuff like that. And they allowed me to intern during my undergrad career. Uh, senior year, I was interning as like a you know, strength and conditioning coach. While I was playing softball, I, I interned and helped, uh, helped train our softball team and our baseball team. And so that's kind of where it started. Um, and from there, they encouraged me to go on to grad school. So I applied to, you know, all the surrounding grad schools that I knew that had some sort of uh, either exercise science or kinesiology uh, master's program. And being from Georgia, I got accepted to UGA, and I was ready to go. I was packing my bags, like, let's go to Athens, you know. Um, and so I went there just thinking I was going to go to grad school and kind of stepped out, went out on a limb and emailed one of the uh, strength coaches on the Olympic side, uh, Coach Ryan Gearhart, because I saw online that he worked with uh, softball and baseball. So I emailed him and, you know, just kind of told him that I was moving to Athens and what I wanted to do and I needed some experience and asked if they needed any help. And he called me in for an interview and told me that the girl that was supposed to be interning with them through the uh, the CSCCA internship program was no longer going to be there. And so I, I interviewed and he kind of went out on a limb. He didn't know me, you know, had no clue uh, anything about me other than what I told him. And he offered me the position and I said, yep, I'll, you know, I'll take it. I'm up for it. And so I started there in the fall and kind of struggled my first semester a little bit. It was a huge adjustment for me uh, going to a, a bigger school and uh, honestly working with, uh, you know, kind of the athletes that, that I grew up seeing on TV, you know, being a, a UGA fan, um, working with them and just adjusting to being at a bigger school and uh, my confidence was pretty low as far as, you know, coaching wise and stuff. But so in December, they, they brought me in and were like, you know what, Jordan, you, you gotta, you gotta step it up. You gotta do, you gotta do better. Um, you know, you have to learn to trust yourself basically. So you got to prove to us that, that, you know, you have what it takes to, to coach and they weren't going to sign off for me to, um, take the certification test with through the uh, CSCCA and because I didn't think I was going to pass it okay and so oh yeah I went home uh in December for for Christmas break and I like did some soul searching I was like what am I doing you know I'm better than this so I came in spring semester I, I came back full force you know I was like I'm going to prove myself and so I I turned it around and I I had a lot more confidence and and myself and what I was doing and what I knew, you know, was right and everything. And, uh, they, they really helped me out and I turned things around there. So I stayed there at UGA for that fall and then that spring and then the summer. And then I continued taking classes the following uh, fall. So last fall, um, and kind of worked my way up to being, you know, I guess like the lead intern, um, there, and graduated with my master's degree in kinesiology in the, uh, this past December. And they all helped me get this position where I am now at 
NC State as a professional intern, and I started here this past January. So working with as many teams as possible, I worked with probably eight or nine different teams. Uh, you know, just trying to continue what I what where I came from and just learning from as many coaches as possible. I mean, I'm still still young in the field and got a lot to learn and you know, there's something you can take away from every coach. So that's what I'm trying to do right now. Yeah, no kidding. That's such an awesome story. And you know, let's let's go through like the there's a list of of the knowledge that you're getting. I mean, you you're doing baseball, softball, men's tennis, volleyball, women's basketball, men's women's track, which men's women's track is enough the way it is. Women's soccer, diving, equestrian, and cheerleading. So there's like there's this gauntlet of knowledge that you're trying to suck up, right? Um, oh yeah. One thing that really stood out to me is what you when what you said about you know doing some soul searching, and you know you have that athlete's mind, and if you if anybody's ever been an athlete, they know like a serious athlete, they've you know how that mental attitude, like if you can, you can get down on yourself, that's one thing. But then when you have somebody else that you really respect, admire, and you work with, tell you, Hey, you need to figure your, your stuff out, like get with the program or, or go do something else. That's, do you think that's kind of the same ment- mentality in the coaching field? Is it, is that kind of a good crossover? Cause you want people to really succeed because if you have a bad coach on your team, that kind of lowers the standard of the level of the whole playing field, right? Yes. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely think that that was, that was a huge turning point for me, you know, and as far as like, yeah, like you said, being a, being on the uh, athlete side of it, if you tell me that, that I can't do something or that I'm not doing a good job at something, right? you better believe that you will not have to tell me that again. Yeah. Like there, I'm going to do everything in my power to prove to you <laughs> that I can do this. And so, yeah, I definitely think that, um, that coaching falls hand in hand with that. I think so 100%. too. Definitely. Yeah. So you have all of these teams that you're working with. You're kind of, you know, you're, you're focusing on all these different people, all these different aspects. And one of the things that you told me when we first spoke was how Rachel is all about building into the person and why being genuine matters. And that's honestly, that's, you know, when obviously this podcast is called fitness candor, which is, you know, means fitness truth. And, so I don't I don't like to BS and uh, and just bring it out into the open everything into the open especially people's lives and stories. So when you're when you're with all of these different student athletes, what does that look like from team to team? I mean, is it a hard switch in your in your communication, or are you pretty much across the board same way? Along with that, how do how do those those uh, interactions come back to you? How do you receive? What are you, what are you getting back from your athletes? Yeah. So sometimes I think it depends Um, as far as, as far as how I am, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty, excuse me, equal to, to everybody that walks in the door. Um, You know, talking to anybody, the whole reason I got into this field is because I love people. I like getting to know people. I like investing in them. And just the fact that I can do that with, with athletes, especially athletes at this level, um, is just the icing on the cake. So to me, if I can, you know, be who I am and be a genuine person to all of these kids that walk in the door, that's all they want. You know, they just, they don't want some robot telling them, okay, you got 
got this set, you know, set and rep scheme today, just do it and then stand there and watch them. Like they right. are here because they want to get better. And if they know that I'm here because I care about them and I care how they perform and I care how they, you know, feel and how they walk out of the, the weight room, you know, feeling that day or, or come in feeling down. I don't want them to leave feeling down or, or vice versa, you know, like, um, I definitely think that, you know, if you are genuine with them, then you get a genuine response from them. Yeah. You know, and it, I don't want, I want them to be able, there needs to be a, a, level, a level of trust. And if I'm putting on some, you know, fake front with them, they can sniff it out a mile away. Sure. These athletes can, you know, they know whenever somebody is not being themselves. Um, and, if they get that vibe, then they're not going to, it's like, they're not going to trust you. They're not going to be themselves around you. Um, yeah. So as far as like, you know, team to team, I I stay the same. I don't really change how I, you know, interact with anybody um, for the most part. And I get pretty like equally, equal inter, inter uh, interactions with everybody. Um, you know, there's not one, you know, style of athlete that's just completely different than the other or, or anything like that. But, um, I haven't, honestly, I don't think I've worked, worked with a team that's just been, you know, non-responsive or, or anything really like that. Now I think different sports have different, uh, uh, perceptions of training. <laughs> so, you know, maybe, Maybe my golfers don't necessarily, you know, want to come in every day and just, you know, squat really heavy and all this stuff. You know, maybe, <laughs> right. maybe they have a different, uh, you know, vision of, of what training is. And so that's different than, you know, the basketball team that comes in that they just want to, you know, grind it out and, and move some weight or whatever. But, um, yeah, for the most part, as far as team to team, everything stays pretty constant. Yeah, I think it's real. I think that's really important too, because um, especially, I mean, I'm I'm dealing with different people than you are, but I know that if I let my emotions kind of get the best of me from individual to individual, obviously I care about everything that we talk about, everything that we do. I care about the person, but if I bring emotions from each person to each person, I I have to stay even keeled throughout the entire day, right? I mean, your your level, you shouldn't see. Um, your level, even though like inside you're probably, you know, you've, you've been up since four, you've been grinding since whatever first practice, five thirty six AM. And you're just like, Holy cow, this is like going to be a long day. And by three o'clock, you know, you still, you still have athletes coming in the door and you know, you, you're going to be there till seven, eight at night. And no matter what those athletes, first of all, the, the person coming to see you doesn't care. Like as far mm-hmm. as they're con- I mean, that's, that's their first workout of the day. And they don't care how many other people you've seen, right? So it's up to you right. to find inside of you the energy to, to maintain that positive attitude the entire time. So, um, you know, when, when we I first... completely agree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a grind. Like, it's a physical grind because you're moving all day, but it's emotional grind because you're, I mean, you are, you are motivating somebody all of the time. I mean, that's, it's not just about the point, hey, do that deadlift, hey, do that clean, do that jerk. It's, it's about really 
first of all, the coaching, I mean, you could break down coaching way better than I could, but the coaching format is involved. It's not just setting the weight and the reps and going at it. Um, you know, getting that person to get motivated and motivating that person's training partner too. But I think, yep, I agree. I think so, the, well, just a side note from, from yeah, that. Go ahead. Perfect. For what you just said, because so, uh, so coach Bob Alejo, that has been the, um, director here at NC state for quite some time. He, one of the first things like first, uh, conversations we had one day was, you know, he, he made the comment, he said, you're, your 6 p.m. team, they expect and deserve the same amount of energy that you bring to your 6 a.m. team. Yep. Like exactly what you just said. He was, and that was, it's so funny that you just said that because that's like the dead on, you know, he was like, they, they deserve every bit of energy that you have for all of the other groups. It yeah. doesn't matter if you've had seven other teams that day, like each team deserves the same amount of energy that you have all day long they don't care it doesn't matter what all you you've dealt with today right like give them your absolute best so no i completely agree with you there yeah check it out check anything at the door that even even if you have a student athlete that is you know that something off of the training uh platform or the field is really bothering them like when you're in the heat of training you are you're right there you're you're doing what you have to do to get that athlete through but everything you can take that athlete aside after practice or you know on personal time or whenever you guys can link up to discuss and to really create like a bonding moment and uh, you know to to let them know that you really do care not just there to amp them up during the workout because when they come back in the next time after they've had like a really rough day you know whatever the case may be and you not only helped them through a great workout and got them through uh, you know what they needed to to focus on. But you also took the time to say, hey, I noticed that something was on your mind or bothering you or, you know, I heard about X, Y, and Z. Let's talk about it. You know, the next time they come in, they're going to give you even more effort. And that's only going to transfer to their training partner, which is going to transfer to the team, which is going to be overall a great, it's going to be great success for your coaching staff. I mean, it's all, it's like, it really is like when I think about it and I, you know, I, I guess I can kind of relate it to personal training one-on-one, but the, the strength and conditioning field, it's such a trickle down and, and flow up kind of platform, right? I mean, it, yep. it it's going to start with obviously, you know, the quality of coaching and how that's delivered to the athletes. But if it just stops right there at the very bottom of the last training and you don't like, and the coaches don't go along with the athletes and really make sure that they're developing as people also, they're not going to get anything back upstream. Like the rest of the team, the rest of their performance is is probably going to suffer. Um, I don't know if you have anything to add to that, but that's just kind of my perspective. No, I definitely agree with you there. I mean, that's that's like my whole, you know, thing is that at the end of the day, yeah, they're, we're all training. We're all training athletes. Every, every team in the country is training, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but – at the end of the day, after four years of, of being at the, the university or the school that they're at, you know, the majority of these kids are going to graduate and they're never going to, you know, play competitively again. Right. And that's the point where you learn if, if you had an impact on their life, you know, if you had, if you taught them one thing that they remember five years down the road, 10 years down the road, you know, whether it's, hey, I better pick up after myself whenever I go to this Planet Fitness 
because I'm trying to not gain weight because I've been, you know, out of uh, swimming now for six years and I'm trying not to gain some weight. And so I go to Planet Fitness to train and let me re-rack my weights because my coach told me that, you know, to leave the place better than I found it. Like, you know, like it's just the little things little, that, yep. that make them very, uh, hopefully set them up to be very successful one day in, in everyday life, you know, because we only have maybe four years with them maybe maybe right and after that they're on their own so yep i agree with you there so that kind of leads me right into the next thing that i want to talk about which was how how you act on in in your real life and this is let me finish my statement first i tend to bounce around a lot so i'm gonna finish my (laughs) thoughts um i uh how you act in real life is it should be should be hopefully can be the same on the field and off the field, as well as, you know, in the weight room. Like it should, how you are in real life should be able to transfer all across the board. Um, there shouldn't be a ton of variance. And and this is coming from someone who, I mean, I, I'm lucky enough to get to do what I love to do. You know, I get to talk to people who love what they, who get to do what they love, like like yourself. And it's, it's, it's a really different and unique perspective because we're in an environment that is, I mean, yes, you are coaching athletes and a lot of, um, what your success is based on is their performance, but it's all about building relationships. And if you can't successfully build a relationship in your real life, more than likely you're going to have a hard time building a solid relationship, uh, with an, with a student athlete that you're coaching. Um, or, or a client that you're trying to, to train. It's, it's like a, everything is so transparent, you know, like people, people see the real you because, well, number one, I mean, you've got such a long day and eventually something's going to squeak out. But if you just know yourself and you can be your real self on the training floor while you're with the, those athletes, I'm sure that goes such a long way. Yes, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I like to I like to think that that that's why you know I do what I do because I can I can be myself every single day and it's not an issue you know like if you have a if you have a job that you're just sitting behind a desk all day and you're replying to emails and you know clicking away like you can't you can't express yourself you can't have fun you can't you know it's just really hard I feel like it would be at least I've never done it before, but I feel like it would be hard to, to, you know, really bring out your personality. And I think that's a beauty of, of coaching any, any type of coaching mm-hmm. is you truly get to express your personality and use it. You have to find, you know, the the right way to use it. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're, if you're just, a grinder and you want to go out there and you just want to, you know, push people. That's what you're really good at. It's just really pushing people to their limit. Then, then use that. If that's your strength, use it. You know, if you are just like, I feel like how I am just like a, a people person, I can get along with just about anybody. Um, you know, then I try and use that to my benefit and Mm -hmm. work into with all the athletes, you know, um, so yeah, I think that's the beauty of, of any type of coaching is you get to find your coaching style and and use it. 
to yeah. the most, you know, to the most. So that's the beauty of coaching, in my opinion. And you know, the it's whole a great thing. It is. It is a great thing. The whole the whole thing about you know sitting behind a desk. Um, <laughs> now I gotta be. I gotta be kind of careful because my wife, um, as I'm as I'm sitting as I'm, look as I got to train clients. Granted, I was up at 4 a.m. Yada yada. Okay, I know, cry me a river, but I don't I don't care that I'm up that early because I I get up. I'm just like it's gonna be a freaking. I get to go to a first of all I get to go to a gym for a living. I get to yep. dress. I mean, I'm I'm still I'm getting in a Nike dry fit shirt and a pair of workout shorts, and you know it's just like that's what I get to do for a living, and then. I come home and I get to go downstairs in my little my little makeshift uh, studio here and I get to talk to other people who love the exact same thing that I love. And you know, yeah. my and, and and you know, there's there's a there's a certain aspect of it that that comes out like my I mean there I mean there's zero if you if you were to talk to me in the gym, if you were my client and I and I saw you on the outside, there's zero, there's it's exactly the same. hundred percent the same. I mean, I, there's no reason for it not to be, but I, I can't imagine it. Look, okay. This is a, a, with the caveat blanket statement here, the people who are behind desks, it, I'm, I'm not saying like you, it's, it's a terrible thing. Like people love doing those kind of jobs. There's all sorts of them that need to be done. And some people are great at it and they love it. That's awesome. But if you're a person who who really recognizes that they have to change something in themselves to actually go to their job and that bothers you, then maybe it's time to reassess what you're doing. I mean, I'm, Absolutely. you know, I'm no, I'm no expert in like clinical psychology or, or work site, anything, but I just, I can't imagine going somewhere and turning a part of myself off and, and just being okay with that. I, I don't know. You know, I just, I just, I can't yep. imagine that happening. I agree. We, uh, I've been told, so, uh, my, my nanny, okay. So my mother's mom, she always told me, you know, she's like, find a job that you absolutely love. Mm-hmm. She's like, it does not matter. It doesn't matter what it is. I don't care what it is. She, she raised dogs for a living. She loved it. Yeah. You know, she was like, I don't, I don't have to make a ton of money. And that's her whole thing. And she's like, don't let money drive your career. She said, you, you, do, you find something that you want to do and then just do it. If it makes you happy, then do it and just live within your means. And I think that's one thing that, that you know, was kind of downplayed with our profession is, you know, oh, mm, the money's yeah. not great and the hours and you work so many hours and you don't get paid for it and all. And yeah, it, that sucks. It does. But at the same time, exactly what you said, I get to wake up early. Yes. Yep. Um, I get home late. Yes. Yep. But yep. I'm yep. wearing tennis shoes and shorts and a sweatshirt to work. And I get to work with some of the best athletes in the country. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, some, I get to be around some great coaches all day long. And I can't imagine doing anything, anything else. And I think it's, it's downplayed a lot too, because I don't think a lot of people understand what we do. Right. Um, you know, it's, that's been a struggle for me is trying to, you know, convey what exactly my job is, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. people hear it just everyday people. And I've been confused for an athletic trainer so many times. Oh I yeah. I've lost count, you know, oh, me too. Like, oh, so you're like, 
the athletic trainer. I'm like, mm, no, not at all, actually. <laughs> but thank God for athletic trainers. Like, oh, we oh, definitely 100%. need them. But I get, I get what you're saying, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, let me just try to explain to you what I do and listen yeah. if you understand. They're like, oh, okay. So you're like the weights coach. And I'm like, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, let's sure. go with that. That works. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's I, what you, that's what you want to call it. We'll go with it. Yeah, and then and then I get the thing like, so you went to college, right? I'm like, yeah. Was it like personal trainer school? I'm like, God, no. Like it was <laughs> no like kinesiology science exercise science. This. Yes, exactly. Like there's actual numbers <laughs> in a book you have to read, jerk. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you don't understand. Which, yeah. you know, you know, and, and to go back to to something your grandma said, like, I feel, and this is getting super cheesy and maybe a little on the entrepreneurial side of things, but I feel like even, even people, okay, so let me back up because I started to get ahead of myself again. So in your situation, even though you're working for NC State, like the, the coaching mentality and the coaching attitude, it's so, it's such that of an entrepreneur because you have, you have like, yes, you, you're hired by somebody, but you have like this especially if you're lucky enough to be a part of like such a large organization, you have all of these tools and resources to be free and people just trust mm-hmm. you to do what you do. So you have like all yeah, of this absolutely. freedom on my side of things. I mean, I, you know, it's a hundred percent. It's just, it's all me and I love it. But to, to go with mm-hmm. what your grandma said, like it, she could make as little or as much as she wanted to. She could work as much or as little as she wanted to. Maybe that's more relatable on my side, maybe not so much on your side because you're, you know, you're, I mean, you're dealing with, you know, X amount of teams and, and things like that. But I mean, I would assume that if you wanted to, to raise in in the ranks of strength and conditioning, it's, it's gotta be similar, right? You're either, you're, you can either be left behind or you can just, you can just keep grinding and doing your own thing and being progressive and rise to the top. Absolutely. No, I completely agree because I mean, you can, yeah, exactly what you just said. You can, you can come in every day and bust your butt and do what you got to do, or you can sit back and you can complain about, oh man, I've been here since four o'clock this morning and it's only two o'clock and this is terrible and I'm tired, you know, or, or you can just, just do it. Like, (laughs) if this is what you want to do. You mm-hmm. just have to do it. It's that simple. Like, just come in and 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 learn. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the biggest thing is you just have to learn from. That's one of the I think one of the greatest things, especially for me in, in my position, still being fairly young in the field is is every coach you can take so much away from each coach, completely different things. Yep. And from their experiences, and so it's like a it's like a tier system. So you have, you know, this coach who has worked with, you know, four previous coaches and has learned from those four previous coaches and so on and so on. And so now, you know, the, the knowledge pool just expands. And I think it's really important to, to tap into, you know, all of the knowledge that, that at least I'm around all the time and just continue to ask questions and, and learn so that you can progress, you know, as quickly as possible, as quickly as you at least want to. Right in the field, for sure. Yeah, because you, you, people get stuck on that whole. Well, there's there's all of these roadblocks. There's these barriers. There's this. There's that. 
And I, I kind of, and I completely recognize certain roadblocks and barriers and, and things that people have to struggle to go through. Um, but then I'm like, yeah, you, you're right. You're, you're, it's great that you recognize that, but now what, what are you going to do about mm-hmm. it? Like, instead of mm-hmm. waiting for that stuff to change, why don't you just figure a way to go around it, figure a way to exactly. work through it? I mean, that's just like, I mean, think, I mean, I, I guess that's a good relationship back to the people that you work with directly, you know, your athletes, um, all they're trying mm-hmm. to get stronger, to be faster, to be bigger and what, and why? So they can be better at what they do. So the other, other person, their competitor has to figure out how do I get around this person? How do I move past this obstacle? How do I out, out compete, outperform? And I think, um, Again, it goes back to the very first thing we talked about. It, it's a really good crossover from coaching, and you can even stem this out from coaching to or athletics to coaching to real life. I mean, you're just building a foundation and uh, a structure for for long term, really, to you know figure out how to overcome things and to be better overall. Absolutely. And how are you, how can you you know expect something from the person you're coaching that you don't play out in your own life you know yeah like, yeah exactly oh, I want you to I expect you to do this and I expect you to you know be able to overcome this this obstacle but uh, I don't need to do that yeah no that's not how it works that's not how it works you gotta you gotta figure it out and and push past it yourself which and then you know going on back to building relationships then you can use maybe your situation to tell somebody else Yep, 100%. You know, or either later uh, later down the road, you know, you've been you've been coaching for 10 or 12 years and you have another intern that you're trying to mentor and, and bring up in the field that wants to be in strength and conditioning and you say, okay, well, th- look what happened to me and this is what I had to do to get past it. So, you know, maybe they're in a similar situation. It's all, I think it's all, it's all connected. It definitely you know? is. Yep, I agree. Well, hey, Jordan, if people have any more questions, comments, concerns, and they want to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Where's the best place to reach you? Uh, the best place to reach me, probably, so my email address is jordansconnor at gmail.com. Okay. Um, and then, let's see. I guess they can find me on Instagram too. My Instagram uh, direct message typically works pretty well. So my Instagram is Connor underscore Jordan. Boom, done. Cool. I'll link all that there to the show. I'll link all that to the show notes. And if anybody has any questions, comments, concerns about what you do, who you are, who you work with, um, maybe some season tickets or something, <laughs> then they can, <laughs> they can get a hold of you through that. So. Jordan, I, yeah, for sure. I, again, thanks for taking the time on this great Friday to uh, drop some knowledge on everybody. I appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, get in touch with Eric on any social media platform, at Eric Feigl, or email fcp at ericfeigl.com. Make sure to check back every Tuesday and Thursday for more fitness candor.